we all want to be happier. But how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I am your host and your coach, Brittany King, and I am back with my friend and my chewy, Matt Peterson. Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited oh about God. that title. Oh my God, it's amazing. Um, welcome back to the show. I know we had a really good conversation last week, and I just want to follow up with you. Like, How, how did you feel after our, our chat? Honestly, it was so incredible to have a moment where I actually started taking action after we cleared out my mind, you know? I feel like having the desire to want to take action is so important, but then making room in your life so you can actually take action is a whole nother conversation. And that's why I'm so grateful for you because you helped walk me through those steps. And now I filmed a video and I feel like I'm on a roll again. So I really, I really appreciate that. I'm being way more present. Good. Uh, can you take me serious right now? Should I take my glasses off? <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, I'm being present and I feel like I'm at Coachella because anyone who's listening <laughs> at a podcast, Brittany has a full pink wig and what is that top? Like a diamond hat? I feel like it's like a Cleopatra. I don't really know what it is. I pulled it out of my costume box, but I'm feeling yeah. I'm feeling good. <laughs> so now now I feel like the world's really reversed because I'm over here trying to be all deep, being like, yes, I took action and I, I made changes and, and Brittany's fully in drag. <laughs> you know, it's just it's how we gotta it's how we have to be right now. Just bringing a little bit of lightness to a very intense dark time. And that's why that's why we keep it positively real over here. Positively real. Um, I'm so glad. So, what was the what was the biggest takeaway? Like, what did you take from our conversation and turn it into action? I think it was the uh, having like a tough conversation with myself. Um, like the questions you were asking me made me feel very uncomfortable because I was afraid of the answers uh, that I was giving. Like, I didn't want to give a wrong answer. And then once I stopped thinking about the answers and I just started answering your question instead, I feel like that was my biggest takeaway is you don't have to make things harder on yourself by overcomplicating like what someone's going to think of your answer. Mm, I love that. It's, I mean, honestly, a lot of the time I just want to ask people, I'm like, what would you really say to yourself? Like mm -hmm. if, if no one cared, if you didn't want to look good, like how would you really say this? Uh, so I'm glad that that, that helped. And if you are listening and you have no idea what we're talking about, pause this episode and go back to the latest one with Matt and I, um, which was last week. I don't know when this is coming out. So just go back to the, the most recent episode with Matt. Okay. So in case this is the first time tuning in, we're flipping the script and Matt is interviewing me because he has a lot of questions that he wants answered and I do not have I don't have answers really. I just have experience. So I'm hoping that my experience can help um, you, the listener, and also Matt um, with the questions that he has. So what do you got for me today, friend? Today, I kind of want to follow up on um, the second 
part of that statement I had just made where I, I was afraid of the answers I was going to give you. And the reason for that was because I never, I'm almost afraid of feeling stupid. Like when I'm asked a challenging question, I'm always like, I don't want to seem stupid. And I had said that to you and you were like, I totally feel that. And I want to kind of talk to you about that because I know that that's something you have struggled with in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and um, uh, can, yeah, yeah, will you just ahead. walk us through, will you just walk no, us through your experience? Well, ask me, was that the question? My experience? Yeah, I get, I get. Yeah, I guess I want to hear about your experience because as someone who does keep it so positive all the time, I would guess you would never like be afraid of being stupid because that word is such like has such a negative connotation. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just want to hear how you feel with that. Yeah. So that this is this is a this is a good one. This is a good one to bring up with me uh, in particular because that thought uh, has kind of been with me for most of my life. Um, the fear of not knowing enough or the fear of looking bad, but really the, the underlying thing was really the belief that I'm not smart enough. And this has been something that I have processed and dealt with for my whole life, but it, it, it still comes up for me pretty often. I'm just aware of it. I'm aware when it comes up and before I would try to push it away. And now I'm just like, oh, it's kind of like, hello, old friend. Like, I know what's going on here. And I just make space for it. And I allow myself to be like, well, why am I feeling this way instead of pushing it away? But um, that fear of not knowing enough, it stops us a lot, right? Like sometimes in in class, we don't want to ask a question because we don't want to come off dumb. Or if we're having a conversation with someone and they're like, you know what I mean? And you have no idea what they're talking about. But you're, you're like shaking your head like, yeah, but you're like, what is going on? Does that sound familiar? Oh, completely. I feel like I'm the king of being like, oh, absolutely. And then walking away being like, I, I had no idea what they're talking about. But I feel like in that instance, you just ruined an opportunity to learn more. If instead of like putting your pride aside and being like, wait, I actually don't know what you mean. Can you elaborate? And then you could walk away learning something. We'll see. And like you just answered it for yourself. One of, and I don't, I'm so many people have said a, um, a variation of this quote. So I, I couldn't pinpoint the one person that started it, like the origin, but it goes something like this. Like if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Like a lot of times we like pride ourselves on knowing it all and, and having all the answers. And if we don't have all the answers, it like makes us nervous or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like, how are you supposed to learn? Like we're not, how exhausting is it to have to know it all? And once you can take that off and just be like, well, well, how can I learn from this? Or like maybe even being curious. And I think that when people are curious, I mean, they, it makes them so much more enjoyable to be around. Like the people that always have an answer to something, it's like, okay, great. But it's like, you don't, you don't necessarily get as much out of an experience. Does that make sense? Completely. And I guess what I want to ask too is as a, as a coach, do you ever feel the pressure to always have the answers? Cause I'm, I'm guessing people come to you with a lot of questions. That is a great question. And when I first started, I felt like I had to know everything. Like I was so like, how am I supposed to do this? Like I, I there was a lot of nerves and I, I felt not good enough. I, I kept 
taking courses. I kept taking classes. I was like, okay, I just got this certification. Now I'm going to dive into this certification as if there was a place to be that I was going to have all the information and knowledge that I needed to actually take the leap and be a coach. And I remember Brian was like, you just need to do it. You just need to apply what you've learned. Like stop, stop paying for more online classes. And I still pay for online classes, (laughs) but I like, I'm addicted to it. But what I, what I learned is I don't have to know it all. And there's things that come up with my clients and I'm super honest and transparent. I'm like, Hey, I, a, this is out of my scope of practice. Like, especially if it like borders with like therapy, I'm like straight up, like this is out of my scope of practice. And I will like walk you through as far as I can with my own experience, but that's not my, you know, I, I don't, I don't have an answer to that. And, um, it, that really takes a lot of pressure off because the thing about a coach is we don't have all the answers. And I, when people come for the answer, I'm like, listen, I don't do anything. I don't have like an encyclopedia. I have experience. I have resources, but you have the answers inside of you. And the way that we get to that is through questions. I mean, that's how you last week you like had this aha moment, not because I told you something. It's because I asked you something and that's what it comes down to. And we can ask ourselves questions all the time. So getting back to the topic of not feeling smart enough or like not wanting to say something, say something wrong. So you don't want to come off dumb. Like you're just judging yourself. If the, uh, if the person that you're talking to judges you and they think that you're coming off dumb, that's a reflection of them, not you. And it's, it's more so just speaking from a place of authenticity and your true self of like, actually, I don't know what that means. Could you, could you explain that? Or like, I'm just curious, like how you came to that. Or I'm curious how you learned that uh, because then A, it opens up a whole new conversation and, and eliminates small talk. And then it also deepens connection. Like I love asking a question and you can feel like when you connect with someone, it's a feeling like when they open up and they explain it to you and you can see how lit up they are about it and it like brings people closer. So you're over here worrying about what someone thinks that you're going to look dumb. Like it, it doesn't matter. I mean, and this is takes, this has taken me a long time to get there. Um, cause imposter syndrome is a real thing too. And same thing is like, who am I to do this? Who am I to coach? Who am I to have a podcast? Like, I don't have the credentials. I didn't write a book. I'm not, you know, like these, I, I could go down, like I could go through this whole negative self-talk, but, uh, on the other side of it, like the amount of time that I spend thinking about all the things that I'm not, I have to give equal airtime to the things that I am. And I'm like, well, what makes me feel better? Thinking about the things that I am and the things that I can do and the things that I can contribute. So the belief of not feeling smart enough, it's not like one day I snapped my fingers and it went away because it's still very present in my life, especially when I'm presented with something that I'm like, whoa, that is so outside of me. But then I take a step back and I think of how resourceful I am. And like, if I want to do something, I do it. And I can confidently say that, like, I will figure it out no matter what. And maybe I figured out and I'm like, yeah, I didn't really like that, but I don't think I'm not smart enough because at least I like tried. Um, But it's like just important to recognize like where it's coming from. My whole entire schooling experience was a constant reminder, reinforcing not being smart enough. 
I went to a really challenging private school and I was put behind in every subject. I was, uh, I wasn't allowed to take two languages was like, why are we taking two languages in the first place? But anyway, I wasn't allowed to take two languages because I like had a, um, you know, a learning, whatever the IEP, uh, I was diagnosed with ADD and dyslexia. So I was wearing that label for a long time. I was on every medication. Like I'm pretty sure, I don't know if the Melman center still exists, but if it does, like I'm going to send them a, an angry letter because you should have <laughs> not put this little child on. I was on every medication under the sun. Like, I'm pretty sure they came out with a new one. They're like, let's just try it on Brittany. I swear <laughs> to God. Like, I have memories of that. Um, and it's not my, like, it's not anyone's fault. Like, we don't know any better. Your doctor tells you your child has ADD. Here's the medication. You Like, at that time, you listen. Um, but it <laughs> could have been like, hey, like, your child has a hard time focusing. Like, what else could be going on? But that's a whole nother story. Um, but it, it kept being reinforced. I went, I changed schools. I went to a, pri a public school, which was great because I'm a social butterfly and I did well. Like, I mean, I socialized a lot. Um, <laughs> so I think I did really well. I overcompensated with being a social butterfly because I knew that I wasn't smart or I thought that I wasn't smart enough as a kid. And I was told that often based off of, you know, the schooling so I was like trying, I figured out ways to be liked because at the end of the day, I was like, I just want to be liked. So I'm not smart enough. What could I do? I'm like, ah, this is what I'll do. Um, so it was, it was a very, uh, it's always been this constant thing in my life. And I, I spoke about this on the Hey Presley podcast and I don't talk about this often because I was, I felt so much shame, so much shame when I didn't get into college, like it was, I, I have never felt that before in my life. I didn't know what it was. Um, and I tried to push it away and I got waitlisted. You know, the joke that's like, everybody gets into ASU, like, right. I didn't get in. And that was like, and, and I didn't tell anybody, God forbid, like I didn't tell a soul. And I still like, I don't talk about this that often, but I'm not ashamed of it anymore because that was just then doesn't make me any less smart. I ended up getting in. We appealed, blah, 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 went to ASU. <laughs> I was very social there too. Um, I actually ended up doing really well at ASU because I was able to, I was in the teaching college and I just crushed it because I'm a teacher. Like, I love teaching. So like that was affirming. Uh, but then again, I was another reinforcement. I like told people that I didn't want to join a sorority, but it was because the sorority that I was chosen for, I didn't have the GPA. And so it was another reminder of like, hey, you're not smart enough, <laughs> right? Like this constant. And that was, I mean, that was hard. And I think I um, avoided it or numbed it with a lot of activities that made uh, me distracted from what was going on, feeling shameful, feeling guilty, all of the things. Um, and it took me a really long time, started doing this work to like really be like, hey, girlfriend, like you are smart enough. You are so resourceful. You figure things out. And when that voice comes in, I have, I remind myself of that. Like my story is my story, like whatever those experiences, the shame that I felt, but like, I don't feel shame in it because I wouldn't be where I'm at doing what I am doing if I didn't have those experiences. So that's my story with that. Well, I, that was so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I don't know why you saying that that actually took me aback. Like I didn't even know that about you, and I've known you 
for so long. So I really, really appreciate you sharing that. And I was going to ask what like an action step would be for someone who maybe is struggling with this, but I, I don't even know if I'm going to ask you that question because I may just assign the action step, action step of listening to what you just said, because that was really powerful in realizing that like, it is always us just judging ourselves. No one is ever going to look at you and say like, you are really stupid actually. And if they do, like you don't want them in your life. Right. Like the thing about it is I I realize like there are certain things that right, maybe academically book smart, whatever. Like it doesn't really matter. Um, and I had to get over it. I had to get over that. I would say an action step is to look at what the belief is, where it comes from. It's important to know where it comes from, but not get hung up on it. And write a case. Well, first, <laughs> I like to cross it out and write bullshit because it's a lie um, because it's not true. And write a case for why that you know it's not true. And I know why it's not true. I could write a whole list of why I know that that's not true. And I like to think about who I would be without that belief. And I'm living it. Like I'm living who I am without that belief because I really did. I did so much work on it. It definitely comes up in other ways, but I'm more aware of it. I'm like, ooh, I know what that is. So when you can really imagine a life without thinking that you're not smart enough or whatever it is, like it is so powerful because then you can live in that space and not like in this small confined place. I love that. So you would, so you take a piece of paper if my belief was I'm afraid of sounding stupid or I sound stupid, mm-hmm. I would just cross it out, write bullshit and then mm-hmm. list the reasons why you're not like, I like to, because it's important to, to give it some airtime, like, let it be like, okay. Like it's in, like, okay, here's this thought. I'm afraid of what I'm going to sound like. Let it hang out there. Don't try to whack a mold it away. It's there. It came from somewhere, but for the same amount of time that you've spent thinking that like, give airtime to the other thought. You can do this with any sort of belief. I mean, when you really think about it, a lot of times the beliefs that we have is just, I'm not blank enough. It just comes down to not being enough. But no one actually has ever been able to answer me when I ask what enough is. So you just have to find within yourself of like accepting where you're at. So, I mean, this really just comes down again to to self-love and knowing yourself and trusting yourself and all the things. Brittany, thank you so much. Um, thank everyone you. Can learn from her. The moment you stop listening to this podcast, go write down your <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take, um, if you got anything out of this episode, tag Matt and I in it. We are doing lots of these little mini-sodes just for you. And we want to, I like, we really want to dig into anything that comes up for you. So don't be afraid. Send us a message. And yeah. That's it. Until next time, love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friends. Catch you next time.